could be starting at any moment now. Oh, it's been recording for 10 seconds. How nice. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta love this freaking Skype recording thing, man. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to part two of our episode of Skates to Throats. Uh, if you caught the last episode, we introduced our newest uh, newest co-host. Uh, we'll go around and introduce ourselves here in a minute. I, of course, am Dakota Lashock. I'm um, going to toss it over to my boy, Chris. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I uh, It's the new year. It's a new it decade. Is. It's the roaring 20s, yes. as some might yes. say. Uh, <laughs> and smooth jazz, I promise. How are you, buddy? Uh, how, how was your holiday? It was a really nice holiday. Um, <laughs> you know, I, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. I'm just kind of laid low, hung out, did some things. I had my heart broken again by the Buffalo Bills today, but I'm, I'm moving past it. I've still got the Eagles to hope for. <laughs> but we'll see. And, uh, of course, our newest, uh, our newest addition to the Skates to Throat can- uh, family here. I will toss it over to you, Keegan. Why don't you go ahead and give an introduction? Uh, hey guys, if you listen to part one, you know me. I'm a very angry, very angry Whalers fan and a uh, pretty sad Rangers fan. Uh, I want to say, you know, Chris, nice to meet you, man. Um, thanks for you know waking up, joining us here. <laughs> Throwing smoke already. All right. All right. Oh, so you let's, got go, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. I had to stay up until seven to finish fucking New Japan Wrestle Kingdom. So <laughs> sorry. The alarm did not wake me up at one thirty as expected, and apologies all around. Some of that might have had to do with the amount of beer that I drank while watching the wrestling. Um and some of it might have just been, you know, yeah, being tired. With happens to the best of us yeah i ain't mad at you um <laughs> dakota i do want to say though uh you know good luck with your your eagles because uh i don't think they have beaten the seahawks in over 10 years right it's okay that's it's gonna happen i'm sure <laughs> it's gonna be our year yeah. i mean like like i said on the last episode i honestly could care less if they ever win a super bowl again i got to see him win the yeah, one you saw it. yeah against the patriots so i mean that's that's just a little <laughs> garnish on the on the perfect cake Hey, hey guys, welcome to the Cleats to Throats podcast where we talk about the Helmets to Heads. Yes, Helmets to Heads. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, so I guess without further ado, we'll roll into, we already covered news in the first part, so we're not going to rely as heavily on this steady stream of NHL news that seems to flow out every minute of every day. Instead, we're just going to cover the two games that we're on today and these were fucking games, guys. <laughs> yeah, the Oilers against the Bruins. The Oilers ended up beating the Bruins, which, you know what, good on him for it. That was a hell of a game, and what I think was probably one of the best games I've seen this entire season, the Vegas Golden Knights beat the St. Louis Blues. And it was a freaking battle, too. Like, it's just nuts to see. What are you guys' thoughts on it? I mean, with a high-scoring game like the the Golden Knights Blues, you know, the only real loser is the team that doesn't score enough. The fans win. The winning team wins. You know, it, it's a good one all around. Even the fans of the Blues are going to be like, you know what? That was a good game. <laughs> Except for the Blues. They're going to be all, you know, crying on their way back to the bus. But that was that was phenomenal. They're sitting in first place with a comfortable lead. I, I don't think there's going to be a <laughs> crying on the bus. They'll just be like, what the hell happened tonight? <laughs> well, that was weird. <laughs> is this how the devils feel? 
Uh, <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're doing pop shots already. Like, oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> oh yes. Uh, yeah. I got. I guess I got it coming. You have like twenty episodes of me shitting on the Rangers, so there's lots of fuel there, right? <laughs> I just got to catch Catch up. I will say that I woke up from my slumber, <laughs> turned on this game messes you guys and in the first period the blues were up 3-0 and i was like damn the blues look like the old like the blues from the stanley cup they're lighting the golden knights up i actually what did i say i i, I sent a code of message that said uh your side piece is getting domed right now i think that's yeah. what i said <laughs> um and made a one hell of a comeback it ended up being a great game in the third and then the, even ot i mean like going into overtime the Blues had to kill off, or was it? Yeah, it was the Blues. They had to kill off like a, a five-three penalty. <laughs> Man, so, those are always fun. Uh, yeah, it's a real grindy-ass game towards the end there, and then yeah, obviously what happened in overtime happened in overtime. I will say Riley Smith's goal off that turnover. Um, I think that was the, the the third or fourth third or fourth goal scored was just a sick snipe. Uh, that he he's a good player. I watched a lot of him when he I think he played in Detroit. Um, but yeah, it found his way with the Knights, and I never expected him to be as good of a player as he kind of is. But he's uh he's been doing he's been playing really well for them, and and not been flurry is flurry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the way it so. goes. <laughs> Yeah, good games all around. Uh, you know, I'm currently watching the Flyers just get decimated by the Coyotes, which, I mean, uh, you know, it's a tough spate of games that they have against them uh, this this coming month. It's just going to be it's going to be a rough month for Flyers fans. I uh, I don't know how well we're going to do. We might surprise them and actually, uh, you know, keep it up and maybe win a couple of games here and there, but it's, it's going to be tough sledding for the foreseeable future for the flyers. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'll give you guys a little bit of a break because I think the schedule that you're currently on, well, from December to now has been really shitty with all of the away games and one day rest games. And you also had the Euro schedule earlier this year. Uh, the Flyers just caught a really bad scheduling break. And, and what I would say, like I, I was telling you earlier, uh, stop letting Gritty get together and make the schedule after drinking a lot. What the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah, we just got to, like, I know he has keys to the front office. We just got to gotta get him when he's, like, so smashed he finally just blacks out. You just got to get in there and get the keys from him. And put some, like, uh, put those jingly jangly keys that give to babies. We'll know the difference. <laughs> the plastic ones. Yes. <laughs> You won't know the difference. <laughs> Love gritty to death, man. But yeah, we gotta keep you gotta keep him away from things like that. <laughs> I think my favorite thing of him recently, I, I don't know when it was, but it was uh this what I thought it was a dude in like a Toronto uh, maple leaf shirt, and Gritty's just sitting there with like a stack of sheet cakes, and he's just friggin' hurling at this dude's face <laughs> with like pinpoint accuracy. And I'm like, good god. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, you know, another game that's going on right now, uh, the Devils versus the Avalanche. It's kind of what I thought it would be. Hughes is still out. Blackwood's played the last three games. Um, two of them went to overtime. It's 4-1 right now. 
Yeah, and the Avalanche yeah, looks like a real fucking dominant team. Yeah, it's 5-2 now. Uh, Devils had an empty net just a second ago, but I think, uh, I don't know if they just scored, but yeah, it's uh, not looking too good. Oh, it's 4-2. Yeah. Devils scored. Hey, it's two goals. Hey, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's we five participated. <laughs> and later tonight, we got the Rangers and the Canucks. Uh, I'm going to toss it over to you, Keegan, being, in, being a Rangers fan. What do you... Uh, what do you expect to see out of your boys tonight? All right, I'll be honest with you guys. As much as I love them, you know, I'm not expecting a lot. You know, the Canucks are a relatively good team, especially this year. I mean, they're not, you know, if, if we want to look at stats, we're roughly the same way. Rangers sitting at 1917, Vancouver sitting at 2215. You know, I like to say that's roughly the same, but hey, um, I'm I'm expecting. I'm expecting the Vancouver to take it, but only by about one or two points. If you're looking how the Rangers are playing every game, it's it's a four three, a five four. You know, we're we're losing by one, but as much as I want to say the Rangers are going to take it, I'm I'm not feeling it. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. I mean, you got who's in uh, who's in net tonight for the Rangers? Do you know? Has it? <laughs> uh, it hasn't been posted yet, but okay. uh, I I don't think yeah. Lundqvist is going to be sitting in it. Yeah, yeah uh, no, I they mean, don't have it yet. Brock uh, Bosser and Brock Besser. Elias, Besser. And yes. Elias uh, Peterson have been having good seasons. And uh, kind of as expected when they made that massive move to get Panarin, he's been clearly the best player on the Rangers. And that's unobjectively. I think he's a good player. Um, oh, yeah, big it, time. It'll be fun to see those two match up for sure. Uh, probably quite a bit in this game. But... I, I don't know, man. I'm kind of leaning towards the Rangers on this one. Well, I guess remains to be seen. And then, of course, 1030 all the way over on the uh, the west coast of the United States. You have the Predators and the Kings. And, I mean, <laughs> I, I want to say it's a toss-up, but neither of them are particularly great this season. But <laughs> if I had to make a prediction, I'm leaning towards the Predators. But uh, we'll see. Maybe the Kings will do what they did to the Flyers and just beat them. It's just fucking ridiculous. God, I hate it so much. <laughs> hey, the Wild won an OT to get today. So my my side piece, my girlfriend team, uh, I said Wild went off. They're 2017 and five, uh, slightly trailing the Jets. I still, and I think I even sent you guys this. I'm not so sure that they will be completely out of the playoffs. It's, there's something about them. They're grindy. They still have great goaltending. Um, I'd kind of expect Prezi to step it up a little bit. That's uh, That was a great game. I went back and watched the recap in uh, the third period. And, yeah, just just good shit all around. And I, I expect a lot out of them. Um, they outshot the Winnipeg Jets by 20 shots. 23 shots, actually. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I think I think the Wild just gave, or they got lucky, and the Rangers just gave all their good players to them. It's a strong possibility. I uh, I can I can see that. Um, it's still sad. It's still sad. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, yeah. But uh, the Minnesota Wild definitely um, they look good. They look solid. I think they uh, the West is such a toss up in general, and yeah. uh, they have the goaltending. 
that's the one thing I will say is that they, they're so fucking solid. And we can uh, we can round on down to the uh, I want to I want to talk about this Islanders Maple Leaf scheme because, as you know, on this podcast, I'm not I'm by no means a Maple Leafs fan. Most of it had to do with Mike Babcock, but you know he's not really there anymore. I still don't really like them all that much. Uh, either way, they dominated the shit out of the Islanders. Uh, three nothing. Uh, Islanders had 33 shots on goal and cool. couldn't get one, which is hard. And look at that. Arizona scored again. So now it's 4 nothing. Excellent. This is a wonderful night. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, that was a complete blowout. Lightning and Senators. Uh, Lightning won. I mean, Ottawa's been a weird team this year. They beat really good teams, but then when it comes to, like, middling and terrible teams, they just, I don't know, they can't get it They can't get it together for that. But when it comes to the big-name teams, they're like, oh, okay, we'll play today. Um, and, uh, yeah, Avalanche beat the Devils 5-2. I'm sorry, Chris. All these things happen. It'll be okay. And then the, uh, the Panthers lost to the Sabres. But I still thought it was a decent game. Um... You know, I, re- I really want to see the Panthers do good. I think I brought this up uh, on the first part of this episode. I just I want to see the Panthers do good. And it seems like they've got a lot of the players in place, and they're playing like they want to be a good team. They just they got to get over this little hump. Because um, they're, they're in that mix of... Uh, they're in this mix of... Uh, shit, hang on. I, I, are they Atlantic or... They're not Metropolitan. They're Atlantic, right? Um, yes. Okay. It, the, the For, standings. Who are we talking about? The uh, Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're uh, Atlantic or Panthers. Okay. Yeah, they're in this mix with Columbus, uh, Buffalo, Columbus and Bluff, uh, Buffalo, and sadly now Philly. Um, so really, the second wild card spot can go to anyone. Um, it's just a matter of who wants it more. And I honestly, I could see, I could see the Panthers coming up and doing this. I mean, they've made some pretty goddamn good. Uh, games this season, so I mean it remains to be seen. But uh, you know, Buffalo unfortunately has had a bit of a slide. I I think the toss up in the in that wild card in general is going to be the Islanders. And the reason I say this is I think teams have figured out how to beat them. And, and oh, you yeah. can see that in the Devils game and the Maple Leafs game. If you have speed, they they only have one finisher on their team. Yeah. Uh, so if you can lock down Barzal, if you can put someone like Zajac or a good two-way forward on him and just attack their team as hard as fucking possible and you have some decent goaltending, um, which is what the Leafs did today, I don't – I just, you know, I, I don't – I still I still don't understand how they were as good as they were last year other than Barry Trotz is a great coach and he puts in good defensive systems. But – with as many like with the Metro being as good as it is and all of these teams kind of stepping up their game as far as being able to score goals, they're the one team that I could see falling quite a bit, uh, even though they're, you know, they're 25, 12 and three. So they've played good at the beginning of the season, but we've seen collapses in the past. So that's, yeah. that's kind of where I think they are. Yeah. Well, that covers it for for games today. Do you want to do you guys just want to go straight into our our top tens here? Is there anything I missed or you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, not really. I would just like you know, 
Canadians and Penguins are going into overtime, so I'll keep us updated as we go along with that. Uh, that yeah. should be fucking phenomenal with oh, price, yeah. price and net. I hate the Penguins. I hope they beat them. God, I hate that. I don't. It's an irrational hatred I have of the Penguins. I don't. You know, it, I don't know. Mario Lemieux is my favorite player of all time. I should naturally be a Penguins fan, but for some reason, I just don't like them. Uh, I. Well, you know, we have a new member of the podcast. Let's ask what, Kian, what is your favorite player of all time? Do you have a favorite player of all time? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I guess I would have to say, uh, I'd have to say, yeah. Um, probably due to the fact that uh, watching him grow up, he, he taught me how to fight. I'm going to have to go with Ron Hextel. You know, you can't, <laughs> hey, how about you can't that? go wrong. Um, he would definitely be, you know... It, it, all time, absolutely. But if we're talking, you know, going out there, moving that puck, oh man, <laughs> I, I would have to say Andre DeVoe, the the last of the enforcers that was left in the NHL, in my opinion, before, of course, he got banned from all levels of hockey over in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other way for an enforcer to go out? Honestly? I mean. Yeah. You know, every every big move he made involved him getting a penalty for some sort of thing that he should have never done. I mean, you know, the, the open ice elbow when he was on the Rangers, when he was down with the Connecticut Whale, he got banned for three games after a serious brawl. And the first game back, he jumped into the opposing team's bench and started fighting the team. Um, he got traded to Nashville. Nashville were like, this is a bad idea. Traded him. He went straight over to... Uh, to uh you know russia to play in the continental league and um he or no it's sweden and before before his first game even started he he slashes a dude in the back of the knee with his stick and just starts pummeling him gets banned for three years uh, last <laughs> month was his first game back hell yeah i have his oh, jersey <laughs> <laughs> yes so so mine's a little bit weird i mean the first and foremost martin Berger, the goat uh, yeah, I'll give you that. Favorite yeah. player of all time. Uh, and, and then probably where it gets a little weird is because I did start out as a Thrasher stand that ended up living in New Jersey and Ilya, uh, you know, also went to New Jersey kind of at the same time as me with my career, which is really funny. Um, so Ilya Kovalchuk is probably my second favorite player of all time. But if I'm just going back historically and players that I love to watch play, uh, Mike Madonna, absolutely fucking phenomenal. Definitely yeah, that's, that's definitely a good one. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, mine's definitely Lemieux, like classic all-time player. But uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think if uh, maybe like more of a modern player that I actually grew up watching. And I mean, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this old Pavel Datsuk. Just a phenomenal guy to watch play hockey. He was so incredible on the ice. Um, loved watching him. Uh, one day, one day, I will, I will get myself a Pavel Datsuk jersey and just hang it up. Um, I remember when I was NHL 08 when that came out. I, I just stuck with the Red Wings every time I ever played my brothers. So it was, it was definitely something well, I would. You were one of those. Well, right? you're a real asshole if you stuck with the Red Wings during that time period. Oh yeah. Yeah. and smart that's why <laughs> like, yeah you you basically pick picked a glitch team that doesn't even exactly. count exactly 
<laughs> exactly, man. You gotta, you, you whatever it takes to win, man. He's the guy. I mean, now it's now it's Rio. the point where I'm. Yeah, now it's to the point where I'm so good at NHL, I can just like pick a terrible team and still beat my brothers. But back then, I was just a fledgling gamer, so I had to I had to choose the great team. We're gonna have to have a tournament. I'm gonna have to come over and play you, and it's gonna suck because you play on PlayStation. So I'm gonna have to reacclimate myself to a PlayStation controller. But you're gonna get smoked. By my terrible you know It's going to be okay because I'm probably going to lose to you because my brothers are not that good at playing video games. <laughs> I just happen to be the best of a bad bunch. <laughs> but it's okay. It's all about bragging rights. That's all I care about. But uh, yeah, all right. Well, we covered in our first part our, our top five moments of this past decade with the NHL. Uh, we covered goalies and... Uh, yeah, was it just uh, moments and goalies, right? Pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, I think it was All the right. top five. Yeah. All right, well, we'll start with, uh, I don't know, do you want to start with defensemen? Top ten defensemen? Because I really want to save top ten players for, like, because, I mean, that's going to be, that's that's the meat and potatoes of this episode, you know? Uh, so I will toss it over to you, Chris, for your first two defenseman of the 2010s so honorable mentions that i could are on this list and i know this list is going to get people tilted but these are what i consider the top 10 and then the guy at the bottom of my list and this is one that i think is the one that's going to upset people uh, i have Brent burns i think he is a great offensive defenseman he obviously has a sick ass shot um but I also think he did really well with the Pete DeBoer system. Uh, um, and they also, there's a lot of great defense players on that team in general. So I have him kind of at the bottom of my list, but love the beard. Love Brent Burns, made the list. And then I have Mark Giordano, uh, Calgary Flame. I think he's played really good defense for a bunch of shitty teams uh, over the years. Uh, always there at the top. Uh, as far as best defenseman, blocks, hits, etc. Um, so that is my number nine. Hell yeah. All right, and I will I will kick it over to you, Keegan. I'll bring up the rear this time. Tell you See what. Those. I'm going to be a gentleman. I'm going to go ahead and let you go. You know what? That's fine. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and do this because my two are uh... – see, the thing is like <sighs> – Defenseman, defenseman's hard for me. I'm a, my number nine is Drew Doughty for the Los Angeles Kings, just because I like watching the guy play. He's a great hockey player. He's a great defenseman. Um, big part of that Los Angeles Kings uh, team. He won the Norris Trophy back in 2015-16. Um, just all-around great player. Love watching him. And then my number nine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's Duncan Keith of the Chicago Blackhawks. Again, another player who's just loves what he does. He's a great defenseman in the NHL. Um, God, he won the Conn Smythe trophy, uh, 2015 two time Norris trophy winner. Um, uh, just great player. And I hear he's just a really nice guy. So that's my, uh, that's my first two. All right. Well, I guess I have to do it now. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and open it up. My 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 first one's gonna have to be Wade Redden, you know, with with the history like he's always had, 
you know, you can't you can't say no. Now, granted, you know, he started back in uh, God, I think it was 97 when he when he run uh, one rookie. But he continued to play. And then um, he actually came back uh, the 2012, 2013 season with the St. Louis Blues. Now, he's one of those players that will always be a Ranger to me, no matter how you spin it, what colors he's wearing. He's a Ranger. And he was just one of my one of my all time best in defense, just in my mind. Um, and then I'm probably gonna throw it to, um, I don't know if you could really call him this. He played the 09, 010, or 2010 season, but um, Niedermeyer with the Ducks. Yeah. You know, yeah, overall, that's, that's a solid one. <laughs> I, I'll call, I'll call Oh nine, you know, granted, you know, he, he was done that year, but you know, Hey, he still played until 2010. So I'll give he, it to him. He played with the ducks. That's yeah. garbage. He never yeah, played he for finished. a duck. That's a, that's, that's a <laughs> lifelong devil right there. You're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, <laughs> man. He was, he was, he was a mighty duck for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go play with my brother. Get the fuck out of it. You don't want to win cups, Niedermeyer? Get out of here. Well, you did get one. Fuck. God. I'm still pissed about that. Why do you got to bring... Why you got me bringing up old shit? That's the real... That's the real question here. <laughs> oh, all right, Chris. Next. You're, you're next on this list. Let's hear your so next I am, two. I am next, and this is not because I'm a homer, but I do have P.K. Subban on my list, and they're and, and not because of what he's done with the uh, with the Devils at all, um, or his last two years, or well, last year with the Predators, I'll say, but uh, what he was able to accomplish with Montreal and making them a very viable team and being the point-slash-scoring threat that he was from the point. Uh, great skater, great player, also a philanthropist. Uh, in a lot of ways, and in the way he's been able to take his personality and make positive changes in communities with children's hospitals, and uh, even the, the PK's Blue Line Buddies, uh, focused around relationships between law enforcement and inner city uh, youths. Um, just great, great guy all around. I want him to play better for the Devils. He's kind of turned it up a little bit. Um, but, I mean, if you look at those seasons for the Canadians and the battles with the Bruins that they had and uh, his vicious ass hit on Brad Marchand. I, I should actually <laughs> just move him up to number one just because he laid out Brad Marchand. Uh, <laughs> Anyone that beats up Brad Marchand <laughs> is a friend of mine. <laughs> uh, but yes, my number eight is PK Subban and uh, my number seven for almost a lot of the same reasons. Uh, pretty much a lifer for this team. I think he is definitely going to retire a Blackhawk is Duncan Keith. Yeah. Duncan Keith is fucking phenomenal. What can you say? He's just, he's always there. He's always been a great defenseman. Um, obviously not as much as the point scorer, but as nah, someone like he makes Van, those clutch plays though. But if you go back to, uh, you know, 2016, 2017, he had 53 points. And then, then uh, if you go back to the early beginning of this decade, decade 2009-2010 it was a 69 point season for them on a team that I believe they won the Stanley Cup then right? I believe so yes uh, he's Might a four time all star uh, he won the, the Norris Trophy two times obviously in 2010 and then once again in 2014 great fucking player he actually could probably be higher on my list um, but the ones that I have above him are players that I just actually personally love. 
and love to watch play. But Duncan Keith had to make the list. He's just fucking phenomenal. So that is my uh, number eight. I had PK Subban. Number seven, Duncan Keith. All righty. Now it's my turn. I'm going to I'll uh, I'm going <laughs> to just going off of what I just said. I'm going to I'm going to give my number uh, my number eight to Chris Letang of the Pittsburgh Penguins, because, again, this is a guy that has earned his spot on this list by being just an incredible, an incredible player, a big part of that Pittsburgh Penguins team. Um, Now, I I may have him confused. I may have another Brad Richards, Mike Richardson, you know, that whole snafu thing. But I thought Latang played for the Lightning at some point, but I think I've gotten that confused. Because it says here he's been with them for 11 seasons. So Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much a lifer for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I would expect him to retire. Yeah, I don't I don't know who I'm thinking of that that I would get him confused but yeah. with. But again, lifer <laughs> Big, big part of that Pittsburgh Penguins team continues to just be a great defenseman. Um, so well-deserved spot on this list. Um, and for number seven, I will throw to a guy who I truly enjoy. I think we've uh, we've talked about him on this podcast before, Kevin Shattenkirk. He is, aside from having the greatest Twitter handle of all time, uh, just a really great power play guy um, just knows what he's doing. Uh, he's what, what can I say? I mean, I would think you Keegan would have more to say as an actual Rangers fan, but I love the guy as a person. He's a great player. Um, easy, easy pick for this list. Uh, absolutely. I, I can't, I can't disagree with you there. Absolutely. Great player. Yeah, there's uh, when it comes to power play, like the, the dude's so technical, it's ridiculous. Uh, so that is my number eight and seven for my top ten defensemen of the decade. All right. Um. So with my number eight, I'm I'm gonna have to, you know, I, I was gonna I should have I should have went first because I'm gonna have to say PK Subban as well. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I imagine we're gonna have a lot of the same players. There's there's uh, a high chance. Um, so <laughs> with, with PK Subban, I just you know he's he knows when to play aggressive, but he also knows when to play back, when to play technical, and you know he he gives life to any team he really goes on. And with Nashville, that's where I that's where I started paying attention to him was when he was with Nashville, and I'm like, wow, okay, got it. You know, just just an absolute great player. And I mean they don't they don't give the cover of NHL 19 to just anybody. So nope. he definitely deserved it on that one. <clears throat> and um, my number seven might get a little flack for this. Not sure. I'm going to have to go with uh, Ryan Suter. You know, just, you know, just basing off of uh, his time with Nashville alone. You know, that was he, he played great there. And then when he went to the wild, he continued to play great. Made the All Star game, you know, once with the uh, with the Predators and then twice with the Wild. He was a first All Star team member there, and if you look at his uh, his international stats, I mean, as an under seventeen, he played seven games, two goals, three assists for five for five points. You, you're looking at that alone, you're like, okay, under seventeen, got you, you know. And then he continued. Granted, he, he, he plays for the U.S., so I'm not expecting him to go high every time. But, you know, always rounding off, 
seventh. You know, the U.S. alone is always rounding off at least seventh or so. So definitely a great defensive man in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. I could agree with you more on that one. Those are two good picks, too, yeah. So Chris, you got your... I uh, could disagree. I could disagree heavily as someone that's watched a lot of Minnesota games. All right, well, <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Let's bring it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It, yeah, I like Ryan Suter. He, he just he's not, he didn't make my list. We'll say that. We'll just go with that one. <laughs> I mean, you know, I look at him. I look at him more as an offensive defenseman, you know. Uh, no, you don't need to get offensive or defensive. I'm sorry if I offended you. Haha, <laughs> get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, with the Wild, he's definitely he's scoring double digit assists every time. And as a defender, that's what I expect. I expect high number of assists, low number of goals, and that's really what he's doing. And again, more of an offensive type. He's going to play high. He's not really going back and doing the back check like he should. I'll admit that. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think. That, uh, my biggest problem with him is is turnovers, um, specifically in his own zone uh, with breakout passes. As someone that's watched a lot of wild games, um, but definitely a good defenseman. I mean, he would be on the outside of this list, so it's not like a terrible atrocity or anything. You know, it's not <laughs> like you were like a Mirko Mueller, <laughs> my number <laughs> seven or something. But yeah, like I, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, look, I took a shot at my own team. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Fair, <laughs> enough, <man. laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. My number six, and I'm probably I should probably actually get shit for not having him higher on this list, is uh Mr. Zadino Chara. Yeah, yeah, man, you gotta have him higher. Yeah, he's <laughs> even higher on my list. Yeah, but but that's the, top three the, for me. But <laughs> the ones that I have above him are just so. I mean, we had a lot of great defensemen, especially in the scoring era. Um, what I will say about Zadino is he's probably the best two-way player I've seen uh, since I started watching hockey in the early 2000s, uh, which, you know, he came in 06, 05. Zadino Chara? He's been around since 96, man. Oh, he's, he's, yeah. oh shit, yes, he has. So he's yeah, played he's 42 years old and still yeah, playing. He's a little bit of an old man. <laughs> so yeah. we can look at this as he's, uh, he's a player that's played in what, three decades? Yeah, he's played in two completely <laughs> different eras of the NHL. So if we were talking about uh, from 2001 to 2009, he would probably be number one on my list, actually. Yeah, that's fair. Well, Lidstrom would be there, probably number one. Um, which I'm going to go ahead and say, I didn't think of people like, I, I kind of took out Niedemeyer and Lidstrom, which easily would have been number one and two with a bullet if you look at their entire career i looked at more of the decade yeah uh but like i mean they're both fucking legends like i i love that keegan had nita meyer on this list as, as as sad as it makes me that he left the devils but <laughs> <laughs> he did he definitely deserves to be there and so does lidstrom so just honorable mention lidstrom uh Fair enough. but yeah Z- zadino chara just incredible he's had 50 point seasons he's always there he's always plays back he doesn't care who gets in his face if he needs to throw hands he'll throw hands though that's really dumb for the other person trying to fight him um and he's he's also one of those guys that just not miss a lot of games he just doesn't even in his older age last year he played 62 games uh <laughs> like i'm pretty sure he's 
you know, he, he played 62 in, in 19. He played 73 in 18. He played 75 in 17, 79. And <laughs> you know what I mean? You just, you just said it. He's, what'd you say? He's 42 years old, 42 years old. He's 46 foot nine <laughs> and still a great player. And uh, as he's aged, he's became a little more defensive. You don't see the the big slappers as much as you used to with the wicked ass. What was it? Had a record for like 103 miles an hour. And, and the, <laughs> he's got freaking tree trunks for arms. <laughs> yes. Uh, like I said, you could easily put him higher on this list. I went off this, uh, some of my favorite players. And I feel like if you just made the top 10, then you're fucking good, I guess. Um, but yeah, he this this one I should have maybe ranked a little higher, but Zadino Char is my number six. Uh, fair. That's I will fair. say what what he had, he has two cups with the Bruins or just yeah. one. I can't remember. So two. I also did cups that that was factored. So that yeah, I should have put him higher. Fuck. All right. Well, I already <laughs> fucked my list. Up. That's all good, dude. <laughs> Like I said, we're all going to have the same shit, so, I mean, yours is at least on the list. (laughs) Number five, I have Drew Doughty, the James Norris Memorial Trophy winner of 2015-2016. And uh, an absolute fucking nightmare if you're a Devils fan. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Drew Doughty, always a consistent scorer, more of an offensive defenseman, but can play in his own end very well. Um, And and one of those sought-after right-handed defensemen that everybody loves right so um yeah drew Doughty is great um i i think if you just look at his point totals alone over the years i mean he had 60 points last year on a really bad lat or 45 last year and the year before he had 60 but they they've been bad for a while uh obviously i think he he has a gold medal also a rookie team drew Doughty had to make the list in in retrospect i would probably put him below Chara, but whatever. But, but he deserves to be here. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, so you had Zidane Chara and Mr. Drew Doughty. So mine, and now we're getting we're we're getting into the good stuff. I'm uh my number six is a guy I find absolutely funny as hell. Like. Uh, like I've said before, I do listen to the Spit and Chicklets podcast, and you know they, they brought this guy on a couple times, and he's just been funny. And past that, he's a great freaking player, and that would be Mr. Keith Yandel. Uh, great defenseman, uh, big part of why the Florida Panthers are as good as they are, just because he plays great defense. He also did some good stuff for the Yotes and for the Rangers. So I'm um, definitely giving my hats off to... Mr. Keith Yandel, who is currently the NHL Ironman with most consecutive games played. This dude's been playing, he's played 797 consecutive games. That is nuts, dude. This guy doesn't take any days off. He just, he grinds. So, easy pick for number six for me. Uh, Number five, and this one, this one, this one's, this one's a personal one to me. I'm going to pick Dustin Bufflin, because he was a thrasher. He's one of the few thrashers left in this league. He's not really doing a whole lot this season, but I I, I just I, I can't <laughs> not put him on this list. He, I loved watching him play for the Thrashers, and he was the one part of the Winnipeg Jets that I like. I, I blame him not playing this year on the Line A watch. <laughs> <laughs> Line A watch. <laughs> uh, I 
I, I I wanted to give you a shout out for getting Keith Yandel. I didn't have him on my list, but he is definitely someone that should, should be there, especially yeah. if you consider how long he played for fucking Arizona. Jesus, <laughs> like, yeah. garbage Arizona too. Not even the good Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> like he had he had years where he had like fifty three points, but he was a negative twenty three. <laughs> like, and that's not on him. Those teams no. were just bad. That's like when I talk about Shane Doan and my love for Shane Doan. Uh, <laughs> because playing for those Phoenix teams is just rough. I love it. Them. Is it's hard. Not this season. Not not since they got old Phil Kessel, who's just using his sheer willpower to bring that team together. I know it's not all Phil Kessel. I'm just going to keep saying it's all Phil Kessel because I love the guy to death. Um. But yeah, that's uh, Keith Yandel and Dustin Bufflin for number six and five for me. So pretty easy calls. And we will toss it over to you, Keegan, for your <clears throat> six and five. All right. So, uh, yeah, all right. I will give you that. Um, number six, I'm going to go ahead and add uh, Ryan Ellis into the mix. Um. In my opinion, yeah, he hasn't been a big name in the NHL, absolutely. Um, following him through the OHL, though, you were watching me like, wow, this guy's going to do something. This guy's going to do something. And he gets to the NHL, and he's a very quiet player. However, he's uh, he's he's always been there. You know, in almost every play, he's always one of the people touching the puck. I mean, 44 games, 23 assists, 32 points. Um nine goals you, you, he's he's always there and uh i in my personal opinion i definitely think he should be in there because he's definitely one of those underrated defensemen you want to go back to the ohl i mean ohl chl defensive player of the year player of the year makes it all rookie teams wins a bunch of you know trophies first all-star team wins the memorial cup all-star team like you know it's He's always there, but he, again, I think he's just he's an underrated player in the NHL because he's not one of those loud, you know, big time players that everyone knows. No, that's that's completely fair. I completely agree with you. He's, you know, I think he's out right now currently with a lower body, lower was it a lower or upper body body injury? I think it was think one it was of the a, two. Yeah, I think it was a lower. Well, I would yeah. hope it would be one of the two. I'd, I'd hate to see something higher. Yeah, no. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's what I was thinking, but I didn't want to say anything. I was just like, oh, it's one of the two. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely one of the two parts of your body. It's either upper or lower. Uh, and all, of course, he was on the uh, receiving end of a rather cheap shot by uh, by what was it, Corey Perry during that Winter Classic game. Um, just dumb move on his part and we talked about how funny it was to watch him take like five minutes to walk across the damn field to the locker room <laughs> with a jumbotron yeah, pointed so, directly on him <laughs> so i missed out on this conversation because sleep but <laughs> um fuck cory perry he's like the only man that pavel datsuk's ever fought and pavel datsuk's won like six lady being awards being like the nicest player on the ice so that should tell you a little bit about Corey perry but a hilarious Corey perry moment i think it was back in i want to say 2014 maybe uh he was playing montreal and uh he squirted water in pk suban's glove oh yeah <laughs> was, i remember that which was fucking hilarious so <laughs> one fuck Corey perry but also that shit was hilarious yes <laughs> Yes, fair enough. I uh, I like it. 
definitely. And for that number five, I'm gonna have to copy it with Keith Yandel as well. You know, a a one time Ranger, but definitely one of those players that you just you 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 can't miss him when he's on the ice, and it, probably because he's there all the goddamn time. But you <laughs> he know, doesn't miss anything. <laughs> he doesn't miss anything. But yeah, you know, I mean, ex Thrasher, so I see why you got love for him. Ex Ranger, so I understand why I have love for him. Um, but yeah, definitely one of those guys that I'm going to throw in my top five. Absolutely. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, we're getting into the good stuff now. This is this is what everybody's come for. We have cracked the top five. We're getting into the good stuff. So, Chris, let's hear your number four and number three. So this has been terrible while I was waiting. Is just me shuffling this list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after the great Chara debacle, my list just really <laughs> went downhill. Um, so I, I have Chris Letang at number four. And the reason I have Chris Letang at number four is he's not necessarily... It's not necessarily because of his points, um, though he has had some 60 points, almost 70 point seasons with Pittsburgh. The man's overcome a lot. He's won, what is it, two cups, three cups, two or three. Yeah, Uh, however many Pittsburgh's won, he's been there for it. He's been there through the entire thing. He's played with some bad defense teams. And and as I, you know, Ray Shiro um, and the coaching staff he usually brings in is very fast-paced version of hockey in general. So the defensemen are always having to to go both ways uh, quite often. Um, and I think he's a great player, and he deserves to be on this list. And uh, any man that comes back from a tiny hole in his heart and then scores, you know, 66 points the next season uh, or 67 points is someone that should be on this list. So I have Chris Latang, Latang and Bang, as I used to call him when I <laughs> would play online in uh, in NHL. But uh, I love Chris Latang. He's a great player. I uh, hate the Penguins, but I like Chris Latang. He's a good game. He's on that list of people that I like from the Penguins. It's very short. It's just Malkin and Latang. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that is the Metro Vendetta. Um, so, but for number three, and I have talked about this man at length multiple times on this podcast. Everyone should know that he is probably my favorite defenseman in the league. Doesn't mean that he's going to be number one with a bullet. I actually felt weird putting him number one. But this is Mr. Victor Hedman, uh, absolute incredible goaltender, James Norris, winner of 2018, incredible player. I think he's held down some defenses that weren't really that good. Uh, I've seen him have years where he's playing 27 minutes of ice time um, with a very fast team with Tampa Bay. He's just he's much like Chris Letang. It's hard to look at those kind of some of the defensive numbers you could go, well, there's better defensive defensemen than et cetera, et cetera. But Victor Hedman's always was always a constant, uh, is always a constant on that team, uh, where, whether it be penalty kill, whatever they need him to do. He is just, uh, he's just, I, uh, he's my favorite player to watch as far as defenseman goes, probably him and PK Subban. And, uh, he definitely deserved to be really high on this list. So that is my number three is Mr. Victor Hedman. I completely agree. My number three is also Victor Hedman, but my number four is a guy we haven't talked about yet, but we do talk about him quite a bit on this podcast. Shea Weber. Love the guy to death. He hasn't won a Norris trophy yet. He's, he's, he's gotten close to it a couple times, but 
he has held it down with Montreal for a very he's 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 just a great defenseman. He's a great player. Um, he's fast. I mean, he's got a killer slap shot. Um, and he's not afraid to fucking get in there and get the puck. He will he will hurt, he will hit somebody with force. Uh, so Shea Weber definitely number four, and number three, of course, is Victor Hedman because. I mean, we talked about this a little bit on the first part. Like you think when you think of franchises, like you think of certain players. And when I think of when I think of Tampa Bay, of course, I think of Steven Stamkos. But you also think of Victor Hedman because he's just a huge part of that team. So I am completely for it. Did I lose you guys? No, I'm still here. I I, okay, I, 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 I I agree with you. I mean, like, obviously, my love for Victor Hedman knows no bounds. You <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> ship this over to Keegan for his uh, his what five and four? Is that, or, 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 no, four this is this is four, four and three. 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 We're in the meat. <laughs> Damn it! You know I'm not good at math. You guys didn't tell me this is going to be a math test. Not yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, with my number four. Probably gonna go <laughs> with another under underrated defenseman, and if you guys disagree, you let me know. But I'm gonna go with Pickles, you know, with the Canadian Mark Edward Vlasic, you know, just with the San Jose Sharks, always always doing good. He's always there. Uh, between 2013 2017, uh, I think he he was in first with uh, goals above average per 60 minutes so with sitting at a 0.53 and i mean with numbers like that and uh again underrated because he's not always out there he's not winning trophies he's not he's not making all-star teams but he's he's always there working for the team that's gonna have to be my number four good choice definitely i didn't even think about him well yeah you know pickles is a quiet guy yeah except when he's true then he gets yeah Um, and, uh, my number three is probably going to be a guy that everyone only heard about in 2018 when the Capitals went ahead and took the Stanley cup, but I'm going to go with John Carlson. Oh yeah. You know, absolutely. Uh, you know, U S native, um, from a state right above me, but you know, playing in the OHL with the London Knights definitely did really well there. Um, probably not his best, but at the same time, I think he won, uh, yeah, first all all rookie, second all star, CHL all rookie team. And then he just broke in and no matter where he went between the NHL, the AHL, he was making all rookie teams. Um and just one of those players that you, you just wow, you know, phenomenal play as a defender. Solid choice, definitely. Um you don't like when you think all decade teams, I, I know I tend to think more towards like the decade as a whole, but yeah, I mean, fuck, 2018 was two years ago now, so that's two whole years that this dude's, this dude's been running it for Washington. I completely agree. That's it's a hell of a choice there. Um, and Chris, it is time. It is time so, for your number two and number one. Before I do that, I'm going to say that I also had Vlasic on my honorable mentions. Oh, here <laughs> we go. Here we go. But I. <laughs> No, 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 no. There's, there's no, there's no shade on Vlasic. I love Vlasic. He's, he's, he's the pickle. 
I, I like that he made the list for sure. That's he's a great player, really great player. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna do number two and then pass it off to you guys, uh, so that we can kind of ramp up to the number one. Oh yeah, uh, good but, idea. But but number two, and this one was really hard for me because my two and one, I think you could easily switch out uh, for different reasons. But Eric Carlson. That is also my number two. (laughs) The Ottawa Senators. I mean, this defenseman had 82 points, 71 points, 62 points, 66 points, 74 points. (laughs) Multiple years. Two James Norris trophies. Um, Great head of hair. Great head of hair. Really good cookie duster when he grows the stash out. Yeah, he's got a whole Uh, swashbuckler thing going on. He looks like a pirate out there on the ice. So uh, I got to put him. I got to put him at my number two. Um, And I would maybe even put him if. (sighs) I'm so torn. I should have maybe put him. But Eric Carlson, he's a beaut. That's that's the best I can say about him. Eric Carlson, you're a beaut. Keep being a beaut, bud. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would completely say so. Uh, of course, as I just said, my number two is also Eric Carlson. There's a real, there's a real toss up between my number three and my number two. But I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, how many damn Norris trophies did he win in this past decade? He, he just is nuts. He's such a good defenseman. Um, and again, I, I, I will always appreciate someone who brings great hair to hockey because you, you got to remember, man, hockey hair is. That's that's part that's part of hockey, man. That's legendary. We were just talking about Patrick Kane's uh, curly mullet and how much I appreciated him bringing it back. <laughs> Dude, so nice. I, I want him to. He should always keep that. I I always need drunken walking around cones, Patrick Kane in my life. Yes. <laughs> More yes. 2010 getting kicked out of taxis, Patrick Kane. That's that's what I'm wanting. Yes. <laughs> I need a modern day. Uh, you know, Bobby or Brett Hull. Can we get the Is he going to become the modern day Brett Hull? Is the real question. I hope so. I hope so so much. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what's your? Who's your number two, Keegan? Uh, my number two is uh, probably going to have to be Oliver Ekman Larson. Good choice. Absolutely, with Arizona. Um, you know, in my opinion, probably his little defining moment that really shined in my eyes was his record for the fastest shorthanded goal to begin a period in NHL history, which sat at five seconds. Wasn't it right off the freaking puck drop too? Yeah. I think I remember oh, yeah. seeing this. Yeah. Was, I, re- I remember seeing this video. That, was, that shit was nuts, man. Definitely one of the, one of the, in my opinion, definitely, you know, a top fiver. I put him at number two just because I don't know, maybe it's cause I have a little dry ice nation in me. But uh, I definitely had to throw him in there. And I mean, most uh, most game winning goals by a defensive man in a single NHL season. He's got that one. And um, he owns he has uh, two uh, two records for the Coyotes as a franchise. So definitely my number two. Excellent. 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 All right. It is time for our number one. And we will start with you, Chris. We will keep it going in the same rotation that's been this entire list. <laughs> <laughs> so my number one already showed up on your list. Yes. And that is Mr. Shea Weber. Yeah. Uh, Shea Weber, I think, single-handedly drug the Predators into what they are now. 
leading up to the trade with Montreal for him and Subban. And now he is still playing for Montreal and is the best defenseman on their team with a massive amount of time on ice. He's just a great guy, really good player, and he's more of a defensive defenseman. And I think that is, in a lot of ways, has what <laughs> has hurt him from getting one of these Norris trophies. When you have people like Carlson and Dowdy and, uh, you know, Subban, Brent Burns on this list that I've already named off. But as far as a defensive defenseman and a guy that maybe I would pick on this list to have on my team, Shea Weber, he's a leader. I think he's a great fucking player, my favorite defenseman, and my number one of the decade. So my number one goes to Mr. Shea Weber. Fair enough. We've uh, we've already hit my top, my number one, and that's Mr. Zdeno Chara. Just because that's someone who I literally grew into my hockey fandom watching just this giant freaking six foot nine dude rolling around on ice skates with his freaking five foot arms, just nuts. I think he has like the biggest stick in the NHL. And that's 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 his hockey stick we're talking about. I'm not uh we're, yeah, we're not it, going down that rabbit hole. I think they stick, actually had yes his stick wait a minute. is literally bigger than Jordan Tutu. Yeah, like they had to literally like extend the regulations for stick size just because of the size stick that he needs, which is nuts. And he's just been, he's been such a great player. You know, he is for sure going to have his Jersey retired by Boston. I think that's, that's an easy yes, but uh, I, fuck, I don't know. Like he's been, he's been in the league so long. Like I know he's a hall of fame caliber defenseman, but uh, I'm just wondering how long it's going to take for, for him to get into the Hall of Fame after he does retire, which I have a feeling is going to be within the next few seasons. Um, and I hate to see it, but again, this guy's been, he's the last person from the 1996 draft that is still playing, and that's nuts. So that's two distinctive eras of NHL hockey that he did, and that was prior to the 2004-2005 lockout, where, you know, it was still kind of that old style of hockey. You know, it wasn't as fast, but... And we were talking about this on the part one, like after that, after that lockout, it was like a completely different NHL game. And, you know, he's one of those guys that stuck it out and was just great throughout it. So definitely my hats off to Mr. Zdeno Chara. He is my number one defenseman of the 2010s. Easy choice for me. And that's all I got to say on him. So I will toss it over to yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I mean. I mean, that one's like absolutely undebatable. Um, yeah. And no I one he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Literally, they're like, <laughs> where are they going to put in that ballot with him, you know? <laughs> it's, it's. Well, I mean, you ask Chris, you know, he, he doesn't even break the top five, so. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck me. I already yelled about my. I yelled at myself enough already today. Come on. I love the news. I love Char. I love Char. How no one can not love Char. He's there's just something about him. He's like a he's like the Jeff Hardy of hockey. He's like, just like, like a him friendly him. giant that you just admire as a person. It's just it's fun to watch him play. It's fun to watch him be out there with these 18, 19, and 20 year olds and still have it at 42 years old. You just you don't find stuff like that every day. So. so. But yes, I will. And I, I will uh, one more thing before we get off Chara, because I do feel bad for putting him lower on my list. I I don't know that he would have been number one for me, but he would he should have definitely been higher. 
I will say that Chara is a player that makes other players around him better, um, which should go a long way. And uh, yeah, he's just a great overall player. Absolutely. Uh, so before I break into my number one, I'd like to add uh, Zdeno Chara as an honorable mention for the number one spot. However, I couldn't do it uh, <laughs> due to the fact that that, that that B is there. So my number one spot is going to be going to the six-time NHL All-Star, one-time Norris Memorial Trophy winner, and the Foundation Player winner for 2015. And that's going to be San Jose's Brent Burns. You know, absolutely phenomenal player. Um, I don't know if it's because of the beard, you know, maybe that's where he just channels his energy, but you know, to be, to be 34 coming in, you know, right in that, that Oh five Oh six season, you know, with that new style of hockey and, and adjusting to that definitely, in my opinion, I'll add him to number one. Absolutely. Good choice, man. Definitely. I think it's uh, the fact that he lives in a van when it's not the NHL season. I think that really just helps. This guy's all about the van life, and I love it. He's in a van down by the river. Down by the river. (laughs) Exactly. He just goes around to different places and just kind of hangs out there. (laughs) I just love that he showed up with a beard, and then, like, (laughs) Jumbo Joe's like, you think that's a beard? I'll show you a beard. (laughs) I challenge you to being homeless. I've been hanging out with Rick Rubin all year. (laughs) It's like nuts. Oh, Who could look, look more like a dirty hobo? <laughs> I got to give it to Jumbo. I think Brett Burns also has the tattoos that can kind of like counterbalance the thing, whereas Joe Thornton doesn't have any tattoos. He's just like a, a weirdly tall dude with just a giant beard. <laughs> it makes it even crazier when he smiles. I hope he retires and just becomes a Santa Claus. Yes. God, yes. <laughs> the Santa Claus of I'm San like, Jose. I fucking love Jumbo Joe. He's the best. <laughs> absolutely absolutely all right well that is our top 10 defensemen of the 2010s decade which honestly still feels nuts that it's over (laughs) because i'm staring down my 30s and i'm not looking forward to it it's uh it's coming hey man just remember in this decade all three of our teams made the stanley cup yes my team fucking lost in overtime game six to the goddamn Chicago Blackhawks. And I've talked about this because it was one of my defining moments of the decade because it absolutely broke my heart, but it also made me stronger. So. I, I think the Devils got fucked by a referee. I'm still I'm still on that train. Uh, <laughs> still on the game six. Hate, hate the Kings train. Um, but yes, I think all of our teams lost in the Stanley Cup, right? Yeah, mine... Uh... I believe it was the great uh, the great wisdom from uh, Kelly Clarkson that said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I've taken that to heart, especially with, with how the Flyers have been playing as of late. Well, I mean, not with the Devils. They lost Prezi, then Kolachek retired, and they've made the playoffs one time since that Stanley Cup. So what doesn't kill you sometimes makes you rebuild. <laughs> Go with that. Fair enough. <laughs> Oh man. Well, we're uh we're leaving one top ten, jumping right into another. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it like I, I wanna do I wanna do our top ten forwards. Uh 
of the decades because this list i know for a fact we're gonna have some of the same people but i think our lists are gonna be pretty different because we've had some great goddamn forwards this past decade it's it's been nuts like just guys that come out and just light it up um and with that i'm gonna i'm gonna start my i'm gonna start this one because i i gotta I got a thing to say, and I know I'm going to get a lot of shit from you guys for putting him so so low on my list, but it's with purpose. And I got to say, my number 10 is Steven Stamkos, just because this is this dude's huge. I mean, he is literally the person you would think of when you think of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it's with reason. Like, I don't put him number 10 on my list because, you know, I, I have some kind of problem with it. Uh, sorry, that's my... It was a weird web web page. Um, <laughs> uh, Steven Stamkos is probably one of the greatest players of of this. Like, God, I don't want to put him with the new generation because it's new generations, like really young kids. But of like the Sidney Crosby, Alexander Ovechkin, like he's in that weird middle because he seems like he's like 34, but he's really not. Um, He's he's one of my favorite players of all time, for sure. And I put him at number 10 just because I have so many forwards to choose from, and it was hard to collate 10 that were in a decent order. So he just ended up being at number 10, and that's just the way it is. But definitely Stammer. Love the guy to death. I, he's just a great hockey player all around. Um, And my number 9, again, this is going to be a weird one. Because, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a personal thing for me. But I'm going to put Jeff Carter on my list. Specifically the Jeff Carter that I remember watching on the Flyers. Because this dude was nuts. I think is of this modern era, besides a Wayne Simmons shirt, which does is worth exactly dick all as a Flyers shirt now. Um, Jeff Carter is one of those players I idolized when I was, like, late high school through my through my time in the army, and I I can't think of another another flyer that I wanted to aspire to be. Even though you know I'm really like I play hockey and I play like hockey for fun. I don't play like at a competitive level or anything. But if I ever did, that's the kind of player I would want to be because Jeff Carter is just incredible. And that is my number ten and number nine. So I hope I made sense. It's kind of late, and I'm kind of punchy. Yeah, I see where you're coming <laughs> from with that. Yes. Um, I guess I'll take over. Uh, number nine for me, or I'm sorry, number ten. I should probably start my top ten with the number ten. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Mick Foley of the NHL. And, you know, as we talked about him earlier with his great head of hair, I got to mm. go Yarmir Yager. Yes. And the only reason I'm putting him at number ten, as much as I want to throw him higher realistically he didn't do much in this decade i no. mean outside of uh what i think he made an all-star team in 2016 and you know that that was pretty much his, his biggest accolade of the decade um he has his records absolutely amazing player by far one of my favorites definitely a great skater just he wasn't there this, you know, this decade. And he's always going to have a place in my heart. Absolutely. Him and his mullet. But he, I, I can only, I can't put him any higher because of just, again, he's the Mick Foley. You know, he, he comes around and, and he's the nostalgia piece for the NHL. Definitely. 
<laughs> he says, I mean, we have nothing but love for Mr. Yamir Yager on this podcast. Yeah, I think we bring him up at least once or twice every every episode we have talked about Yamir Yager. <laughs> and I, somehow, I, I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fucking Awesome, but he's... He is. Yes, he is not, for the mullet. Okay. Yes, okay. <laughs> Definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fucking Awesome. I love Yamir Yager. It's, but, uh, I think the 15th season, he was a devil, um, which I think he potted 30 goals, which is incredible considering how bad that team was. Uh, just a great <laughs> fucking player. Yarma Yager, I love him. The man is, uh, he fills a giant hole in my heart of sadness uh, that is the devil season this year. When I think back on the mullet and, and him with the devil's jersey on, it, it, it makes me feel all romantic inside. <laughs> um, Absolutely. For my number nine, the only reason this kid's not higher is because he is so young. So, you know, my my number 10 is too, you know, he's been around too long. My number nine just hasn't been around long enough. That's going to be uh, Miko Ratnan from the Colorado Avalanche. And I mean, in two seasons, 171 points, you know, the 2018-2019 season with the Avalanche, he played 74 games, 31 goals, 56 assists for 87 points alone. You know, definitely, you know, again, he's 23. He hasn't been around in the NHL long enough, in my opinion, to, to move him up higher, but definitely on his way to being a strong and powerful competitor in the NHL. Of course. That's a really good one. <laughs> Sorry, am I stealing your list? <laughs> no, shit, no, man. Like, again, this list is, I mean, we're, we're going to have a bunch of the same stuff. So, I mean, this is, I mean, it's, you've, you've just got so many good players to choose from. He's he he should definitely is up there, but he didn't make my list. But a great fucking player, and he scored on the doubles tonight. So GG. Um, I guess I'm going into my ten and uh ten and number nine. I have uh another young player, a man by the name of Connor McDavid, and yeah. I could have put him a little higher, but there are some fucking players that have been in this league for a long time who can really turn on the Jets later in my list. Um. He has more points than games played. That's all. That's that's literally all you have to say. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like, he, he's fucking great. He's probably a generational player. When people say gener- generational player, they say it a lot. Like they said it Austin Matthews. They said it about you know Dry Sidle. They said it about a bunch of people. But Connor McDavid is someone you look at and you're like, okay, he is like the Crosby. Yeah. As I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw a hot take in this. I'm gonna say. <laughs> Of the 2020s, I'm pretty sure Connor McDavid's going to be the number one center of the 2020s, just because that's how good of a player he is. And unless, like, barring some crazy shit happening where he just decides he doesn't, like, he's not going to play at the same level that he plays. I mean, this this kid is the future of the NHL. Like, literally, the future of the NHL is Connor McDavid. Well, the crazy thing about the games played and the points is. He only played 45 games this rookie season. <laughs> so, <laughs> that guy's an absolute monster. Uh, I wish Edmonton could get the rest of their team together. They they can't just rely on Connor. And, uh, it was dry side, all right. So, uh, yeah. they, gotta, they gotta pull that shit together a little bit. But, uh, yeah, he, he had to make number 10. I couldn't, like I said, there are so many fucking good players that have played longer than him in this decade that I couldn't put him above them. But at their current level, I think that he maybe 
the best center in the league. Uh, maybe not for winning face-offs, but if you're building a fantasy team and you don't have this guy on there, I, I would I would be baffled by that. Unless you're just going all defense, you're in play yeah. trap like Devils at 95. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number nine, another great center, uh, Jonathan Tays. I think he's a really underrated player. He's got three Stanley Cups. Um, him and Kane are always going to be linked at the hip. Uh, but he's had some great years. He's never been a top goal scorer or, you know, top in points or anything, uh, anything crazy like that. But he is a Con Smythe winner. Uh, he's a Selkie winner. He is just overall a great player in a lot of ways. Uh, he reminds me a little bit of like a Patrick Elias as far as being able to take that back seat and play really, really, really well for a long extended period of time. Like I said, when you get three Stanley Cups and you mean as much to that team as he does, I, I feel like he deserves to be on this list. So my number Absolutely. nine is, is yeah. Mr. Jonathan Taves. Yeah, that's actually has my number eight is uh, Taves. Um, but uh, I will say my number seven is... I, I want to say it's more of... Like, I don't look at him... I, I don't look at it. It's John Tavares, but I don't... I'm talking about Islanders captain John Tavares. Like this dude was such an integral part of the Islanders franchise for the longest time. And granted he went out kind of bad. I mean, let's let's face it, he went out bad uh from them. Uh wasn't a good situation. He's he's come together with this this really young Toronto team and he's he's leading them. I mean, he's a great player. Obviously, the younger players look up to him. I mean, there's a reason he's wearing the C there now. Um, just all-around great player. Great great forward to watch. Um, could have easily gone higher on this list, but again, with just the names that I've got on this list, you know, it's it's hard to put them in an order that's not going to offend everyone, you know? So uh, my number... My number eight is definitely, uh, or my number seven is John Tavares. My number eight was uh, Jonathan Taves. So, so I don't know if you guys remember this, and this was something that maybe like Tavares, and he didn't make my list, but he's definitely an honorable mention. Is a kid wore his jersey uh, to, I think it was a Canadians game, uh, when the Islanders were playing there, and. Montreal Canadiens fans basically just poured a bunch of shit on this kid's jersey and like kind of bullied him. Yeah. It was like a ten-year-old kid. So Tavares sent him an autographed jersey and tickets to an, uh, a flight plan and tickets to an Islanders game, which I thought was like a really great moment of hockey. Also, didn't make my top five moments of the decade, but it was just <laughs> a really sweet thing to do. So like, I like Tavares. I think he's a great player. Um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that story out there if, if you guys never heard it, but it, it's, a, it's a really good one. Very sweet. Yeah, job, job. absolutely. He's a great, great, he's a great fucking player. I mean, we yeah. got to battle through a lot of really good players. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he's definitely an honorable mention for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear yours, Keegan. All right. Well, let me readjust my list real quick. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. So... I think uh, God was just number eight, right? Yeah. All right. Number eight is going to have to be the three-time New Jersey Devil MVP and the current 
player of the A at the Minnesota Wild, and that's Zach Parise. Um, you know, definitely he's been uh I, I won't say he's been a quiet player. It's just, you know, his he came out of he came out of the Devils, you know, entering the twenty tens with them and just injuries kind of, you know, he didn't stand up to what he should have been with them. But uh, you know, thirteen years, um for ninety eight million with the Minnesota Wild. You can't really you know, you're like, okay, let's see what he does. And sure enough, he stepped right up into that contract. And he was like, okay, he's he's a player. Um, you know, I think the only reason he's not higher on my list is because uh, there's a few players that, in my opinion, are better overall with team play and that weren't so uh, injured, <laughs> I guess would be the word for it. Um, definitely a great player, though. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, number eight, and the uh, I, I love him because he's he's gonna be a Ranger in my eyes forever. But uh, I got to give it to him for his 2014 Stanley Cup win with the Los Angeles Kings, and that's gonna be a uh, Gabrick. Absolutely, you know. Hell yeah, um, yeah, great player. Um, just you know, I think it was a lot. Yeah. Uh, three, uh, 378 points in 533 games. And that's with the Rangers, the Blue Jackets, the Kings, and the Senators. And that uh, a playoff high of 14 goals for the 2014 Stanley Cup win. I mean, a player like that, you can't not have him on the list. No, absolutely not. No, that's... Uh, boy, that's... I didn't even think of Gabrick. And shit, man, that's a... <laughs> that's a good player to have because he's not even on my list. Uh, I, I'm I'm just still over here depressed that Zach left the doubles. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, I get it. He wanted to go home and be near his dad. I I get it. He wanted to be near family. Still sad though. Sad sad times all around. <laughs> It'll be okay, Chris. It's not okay. So, but <laughs> he he made Minnesota Wild my girlfriend team, like single handedly. Uh, so yeah, that's great. He didn't make my list, but fucking great player. Really great player. Really good guy. Really good leader. Uh, so yeah. Sad. So it's my turn, I guess. I'm guessing. Yes, I'm it is. Turn. The little engine that could goon. Brad Marchand at number eight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the pest. I as bad as I hate that he made this list. Uh, he went. 61, 85, 85, and 100 in the past five years in points. He's consistently there. He is the player that you don't want to play against. No one wants to play against Brad Marchand. Uh, with the new league, like the kind of the lack of fighting and the way the league has kind of turned, it's made him even more viable as a player. Any Everyone can hate Brad Marchand, but if he was on your team, you would probably fucking love Brad Marchand. So oh, that's, yeah. that's, <laughs> my, that's my number eight. Um, and he's having an amazing year this year. Uh, my number seven is a guy who's also an amazing year this year. And I think will continue to have amazing years is uh, Mr. Nathan McKinnon. I, I, I know he came in kind of late. Was it uh, 2014 was his rookie season? Yeah. Uh, so, 
just I mean, just a great fucking player. There was a, a time period there where he they people thought he might get traded, but over the last two years, he's really turned on the Jets. Ninety seven points, ninety nine points last year. Um, two thousand or two thousand eighteen was ninety seven. Last year was uh, ninety nine, and this year he seems on track for the same thing, if not more. I think he might actually break a hundred this year. Um, as the team around him has gotten better, he has gotten better, and uh, him and Kel McCarr are fucking lights out right now and very, very scary. So I put him on number seven on my list. And I think that maybe when we get into next decade or this coming decade, if this podcast continues that long. Oh yeah. Uh, we're going to, we're going to ride this train till the wheels fall off, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. The, uh, ride the little engine, the little goon engine that could Brad Marshan until the wheels fall off. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yes. I think that he'll be there. I think that he will probably be a hall of famer. If there's no injuries, uh, just a great fucking player all around. Excellent, excellent choice. All right, was was that both of yours, or is it my turn now? Yeah, I had uh, I had uh, Brad Marchand at eight and oh yeah yeah seven, yeah sorry I'm number six, which I might vomit in my mouth for number six. But, uh, yeah, my uh, my number seven, and this is my second favorite player from Regina, Saskatchewan. Uh, Canada. My number one favorite player from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, is Scott Hartnell. But I, I would be remiss if I leave this guy off the list, especially just the fact that he's with just a bad team. But that's Mr. Ryan Getzloff. Um, this, this guy's a lifer with the Anaheim Ducks. I don't think I think he's gonna he's gonna end up retiring from the Anaheim Ducks. Um, he leads this team. He's the captain. Uh, God, three NHL All Star games. Uh, won the cup with them in 2007, which is, I mean, that's, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's nuts. Um, this dude's just, he's one of those guys that sticks around. He leads this team. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's represented Canada, uh, two, two times in the Olympics, which shows you just how good of a player he actually is. And all around just seems like, again, and I, I look at playing, but I also look at the things like they do for community and stuff and how they are as a person. He seems like one of the nicest people in the world. Um, so I, I, I definitely got to give it to Getzloff, especially for the fact that he was drafted when they were still the mighty Ducks of Anaheim instead of just the Anaheim Ducks. I think they should totally go back to being the mighty Ducks. Um, but yeah, Getzloff is uh, number six. And for number five, you know, this this it's probably my favorite player of modern of, uh, he's my favorite flyer you guys already you get you, if you know i'm a flyers fan you know my number five is going to be claude Giroux. you know this is a guy i remember his debut for the flyers um just been an outstanding player an outstanding captain just great ambassador to the city of philadelphia you know he's fuck he's he's a legend there i'm, I'm sure they're going to put a statue of claude Giroux next to the statue of rocky um which is also where they're probably going to put a statue of Nick Foles one day. Uh, Claude Giroux, definitely easily number five for me. Uh, love the guy to death. He's still playing lights out hockey. Um, leading this team of young, younger players. Uh, just doing a great job. So easy, easy choice for me was uh, Giroux. So that is, those are my guys. Getzloff and Giroux. I would do. I would I, totally have Drew. I just, I don't know. He's an honorable mention for me. 
It's more of a personal thing for me because I mean he's lifer. He's lifer with the Flyers. So I understand that. Yeah. Um My number six is a personal one, and the only reason he's not higher is because his career was ended due to injuries. Um, and that's going to be Rick Nash. And, you know, during his time with the Rangers and the Blue Jackets, he had four seasons of over 30 goals apiece. And, yeah, he was better in the previous decade, absolutely. But definitely was still a strong competitor this this decade. And, again, I'd, I'd have him higher if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, he had he had to be taken out so early. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love the fact that I just looked up his uh, Wikipedia, and the first thing that I saw, he's currently serves as the special assistant to the general manager, which means he's basically the Dwight Schrute of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And now <laughs> I'm just picturing Rick Nash as Dwight Schrute. It's great. <laughs> the assistant to the assistant regional manager. Yes, he is the special <laughs> assistant to the general manager. <laughs> you know he came up with that title for himself. He made he yeah, went like, what, is, the, what is What is your duties? <laughs> tell as special assistant to the general manager are you like a secretary <laughs> i think he like just bring him yes he saw that for 500 free business cards and is like i'm gonna make my own job title <laughs> oh he man sure has those mean, business he's, cards. A, he's he's a fucking he, he's someone that i associate with the rangers so he's not even making an honorable mention for me so fuck, <laughs> nah, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> Rick nash is a great player a great player good choice and uh, number five, I'm actually stealing from your list and uh, throwing him up a little higher. That's uh, going to have to be uh, Voracek. Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. Jacob Voracek. I love the guy. Voracek. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, yes. yeah, definitely power play awesome. points sitting at 151. I mean, it, it you know, Jacob. <laughs> not, not, not super high, but, a, you know, an all around great player. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Love. Yeah, I mean, I'll spoil it now. He's he's higher on my list just because he is a major playmaker and a big part of this Philadelphia Flyers team and a reason why they do so good um, has a lot to do with uh, Jacob Voracek. So absolutely good choice for that. Fucked up my list by not putting any devils on it. <laughs> yeah, man. What do you <laughs> think the point of this better. is? You, you got to put your own team on there. Yeah, if I'm being very unbiased and I'm about to vomit in my mouth. <laughs> uh, Claude Giroux is my number six, and I think it's a well-deserved number six. Best face-off man in the league right now. Great player, great teammate. I think he really flourished when uh, when Yager was there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Somehow mid-season, he'll go from like there was a year where Cami Jansen had more goals than Claude Giroux through 20 games, and then afterwards Claude Giroux got to like 40 or some shit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> He's just a great player. He's baffling to me. Uh, wish he was a devil. Fucking hate him because he's a flyer. But Claude Drew had to make this list, even though it made me vomit in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> it's all good, man. My, all good. My number five is uh, Patty Kane. Mr. Uh, Mr. Turned the Jets on himself. Three Stanley Cups. I, I, need I say more? I mean, like, the guy's an absolute fucking monster. We're talking about 110-point season last year, 106-point season in 2015. He's an absolute monster. Uh, he's also a drunken legend. <laughs> yes. Look at him walking around cones, fighting taxi cab drivers. I like Patrick Kane. Love the mullet. Hope he keeps it. 
Patrick yes. Kane is my number five. So my number six, Claude Drew. Number five is Patty Kane. Excellent. Excellent. And now, now we're getting into the part where it's just going to be fucking hard. Because these, these players, like, I, I don't know how to, how to put them in any kind of order. Because they're all equally great in my eyes. And I'm going to start off with my number four. And Chris, I know he's probably higher on your list. But Evgeny Malkin is my number four. Um, he's, guy, he's exactly number. He's I mean, spoiler alert. He's number four on my list as well. Yeah, like, as much as I love him, but he. I don't think Sidney Crosby would be as good as Sidney Crosby is without Evgeny Malkin. Like these two are a tandem. Like when you see, ah, God, who who were we just talking about that two that tandem? Uh, fuck, we were just talking about him a second ago. Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah. McDavid and Dreisaitl, or no, uh, fucking McKinnon and Makar. Uh, you think it, it's it's a lot like those guys, but these guys were just like a generation prior to the current generation of players that you have. Like these two are so in tandem with each other. It's like you know they don't even need to look across the ice when I throw a tape to tape pass. It's nuts. I mean, if Danny Malkin. It's it's hard for him because you know it's always going to be overshadowed by how great Crosby actually is, but stat wise, looking at him, he's an incredible hockey player, uh, for sure. Hall of Famer, for sure. Hall of fucking awesome guy at some point. Uh, definitely going to have his jersey retired. Um, well deserved number four for this list. It's just it's hard to put it. It's it's hard to put it. Uh, yeah. Definitely and then my number Malcolm, my number. Malcolm. Malcolm, oh yeah, go for Malcolm's it. Malkin's one of the weird ones because he's on he's number four for me, so we'll just go with it. Malkin is also a guy when Crosby went out with a concussion for half a year can carry that team on his back. Exactly. And still make he's a great fucking player. He's not afraid to hit people. He's a two way forward in my opinion uh, of the like that we haven't seen. He's always been overshadowed by Crosby, but even to some extent Ovechkin because they came in at the same time. Uh, but a great fucking player who's very underappreciated in the league. And if tomorrow he wanted to be a devil and the devils had the room to make him a devil, I'd be fucking down for that. He is one of my favorite players to watch. I think what he's doing this season is magic with a very, very injured uh, Pittsburgh Penguins team. And and that just, to me, further proves he deserves to be in, at least in the top five of the list. I could have put him higher, but there's uh, there's some people up here like, this is where it gets really, really tough for me because there's been so many great forwards and yeah. even honorable mentions like people like Patrick Elias, who's towards the end of his career, didn't make my list, but I think he's fucking great. Um, Jumbo Joe Thornton, yeah. Velsky. There's tons of people like crazy, which was already brought up. Um, there's lots of people that I would want to put on this list, but I, I went very unbiased with it. And uh, yeah, so I'm out in my four. Unbiased. Do you want to just go one at a time? Because my number three, like, for my number three, two, and one, they're all two players because I just I couldn't I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't pick one player over the other. Um. So I mean, do you want to just do one at a time? Sure. Let's rock this. Yeah. That sounds good. And maybe maybe Keegan give his number four since we basically yeah. both have the same fucking person. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need to step my game up then. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I can go ahead and give you my number four. Uh, my number four, as much as I wanted to go ahead and put St. Louis on it, I just, I really couldn't. 
Um, so that's my honorable mention for number four. But yeah. number four is going to have to go to Taylor Hall. <laughs> yeah, this is where it's going to be fun because uh, turns out Boo. Keegan actually hates Taylor Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I love Taylor Hall. I, I, the only reason I can't put him on here is because of the injuries. Yeah, and he's had an entire career. When when Taylor Hall is Taylor Hall, he's one of the most elite goal scorers in the league and, right. and a really good penalty killer and power play player. He's absolutely fucking incredible. But he had a bunch of injuries with Edmonton and a bunch of injuries with the Devils, and that's why he didn't make my list. It's not because I'm mad about the trade or anything, but just <laughs> you um, are. It's okay. I'm a little. I'm a little. <laughs> but the Devils have played better without him, so you know. I, I fuck. What the fuck do I know? Apparently, Ray Shiro knows more than me. But um, <laughs> all jokes aside about my 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 baffling ass team, I do love Taylor Hall. I just think the reason he's an honorable mention for me is because of the injuries. I think that if he was someone that could have stayed healthy the entire time, we'd be talking like Sidney Crosby territory with this guy. He's fucking incredible, and he's done a lot with really shitty teams, like really shitty that. teams. Absolutely, yeah. That's a, that's that's a good ass one. I it was hard for me to put Taylor Hall on my list. He is an honorable mention, um, just because like I don't know. I it, it like Chris said, it is a lot to do with the injuries, and you just you don't have a consistent enough baseline. Like you have his MVP season, obviously, but then there's just like it's too inconsistent for me to put him over like say Patrice Bergeron, who's my number my number three player. Um, guy, you think of Boston, you think of Zdeno Chara, you think of Patrice Bergeron, uh, Mr. Nice himself. He's probably one of the greatest humans in the NHL, as well as just a great hockey player. Um, I, I, <laughs> this is where it gets hard for me because I have Patrice Bergeron there, but in the same respect, I also have Joe Thornton in my number three, just because, again, the face of a franchise for the longest time, you think of Joe Thornton. Uh, Joe Thornton and Joe Pavelski are the last, I believe they're the last two players from the 1997 NHL draft, if I'm not mistaken. They're both they're both getting up there, but, you know, this is I had to put them there. So my number three is definitely Patrice Bergeron, but it's also Joe Thornton. How, how are you getting, like, we should have just done a top 20 if you're doubling up at the end. <laughs> I, look, man, like, this is, like, how can you have the three best players in the NHL of this past decade? Like, I can't, it's, I'm, I guess I'm just nice. I don't know. <laughs> you're very, you're very nice. The answer is Patrice Bergeron, who is also yeah. my number three. Better face-off player, had more points than Jumbo Joe. Jumbo Joe's uh, a great player. Love, love, love him. But he's no Patrice Bergeron, the best face-off man that's probably ever stepped in into the NHL. He's just absolutely ridiculous. He wins every. I, he's got to be like sixty percent on face-offs. I, I'm not even looking at his stats, but he's got. He's just ridiculous. He's clutch as fuck. Good player. Obviously, two Stanley, like what, two Stanley Cups or Selkie trophies too. May get another one this year. The best offensive forward, like. Yeah, four Selkies. That says it all right there. I mean, he's... Yeah. Uh, well, you, no, never mind. He only has one cup. I was wrong. For some reason, I thought the, he and the Bruins got fucked by the Chicago that way. That's right. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> uh, great player. I think it's... It, 
it seems like no one ever talks about Patrice Bergeron. Because he's quiet. <laughs> he's a quiet player, but he's so good. Everyone <laughs> should always talk about Patrice Bergeron. The devil's equivalent of Patrice Bergeron, which I like to call the Walmart brand Patrice Bergeron, is Travis Zajac. <laughs> Uh, so we have the Walmart brand of Patrice Bergeron. Uh, I think he's an absolutely incredible leader for that team and a great player. And I love that story. I can't remember who it was. It was a podcast recently where they were talking about um, when a new center comes up to the Bruins or someone that's played there, they just show them footage of Patrice Bergeron. They're like, this is how you fucking play the game. <laughs> exactly what he like does. he does. <laughs> Try to do it kind of as good as he does it which is <laughs> i i think he in all honesty he should probably even be higher on my list if you're looking at being able to carry a team both ways the way he does but he is definitely a big part of the Bruins cup in 2011 still a great player glad to see he's back and healthy he had 79 points last year um yeah bergy's good turns out definitely definitely is uh all right so let's hear uh Let's hear your number three, Keegan. Well, I might as well just come out and say it now. I totally uh, go ahead. I went and put Bergeron on my number two spot uh, pretty much for the same exact reasons that were already mentioned. Yeah. So we can go ahead and bypass my number two. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But for my number three slot, I had to throw in Patrick Kane, mostly because he's uh, entering the, uh, the 2020s. As the, uh, I think it was the leading scorer for the last decade in total points. Um, so, I mean, with, with plays like that, that beautiful head of hair that he has. And, <laughs> you know, he, he has a very dominant uh, on-ice performance. Off-ice, again, yeah, there's been a lot of trouble off-ice with Patrick Kane. But, you know, with, with great hair comes great responsibilities. And he, I think he's going to really step into it. Yeah, I think age brings <laughs> wisdom with be, him. Yeah, <laughs> that's gotta that's gotta be the quote for Keegan on the website. With gray hair comes great, comes great responsibility. responsibility. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I guess I have to grow my hair out again. <laughs> oh yes. All right, number two, and this uh, I'm just I'm gonna ditch the whole two thing because it's just. My number two and number one are almost interchangeable. It's oh, Alexander no. you've, already, you've already started it, and you have to go with the dubs now. Okay, fine. Well, my number two is... God damn, this is, this is too hard. Um, I put my number two as uh, Alexander Ovechkin and Connor McDavid. Just because, again, this kid's the future of the NHL, and Alexander Ovechkin's just... He's unstoppable. The guy's a friggin' cyborg. I'm I'm almost a hundred percent sure he's a Terminator like TX one hundred that's been sent back in time just to dominate hockey for as long as possible. The and Russian he, machine never breaks. It doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't. He's just an incredible player, and it's so hard. It was so hard to because we all know who the number one player of the decade is. I'm sure it's the same on every one of our lists. Um, it's so hard to choose between the two, but at the end of the day, you got to look at more cup wins and that goes to number one, but fuck man. Alexander Ovechkin is one of the greatest damn players in this game of hockey. I love watching him play. I love the graying fucking the flying gray head of hair. I think it's great. I love the fact that he just uses blow torches on the bench. Like it's nothing. He's over there forging a freaking sword on the sidelines. <laughs> It's nuts. 
forgot about that shit. That's yes. <laughs> uh, but definitely Connor McDavid. I mean, four seasons, and this kid, this kid's got freaking Hart Trophy, two Ted Lindsay Awards, two Art Ross trophies. Nuts. Like three All Star games in four seasons. Like you, you just you can't make that up. This kid is legendary already, and you know he's. I think he's only going to get better. So definitely number two, Alexander Ovechkin, Connor McDavid. Uh, I I have also at number two, I have <laughs> Ovi. <laughs> Me and Chris think very similar. <laughs> Ovi could have easily been my number one, but I had to look at Stanley Cubs. Uh, yes. Also, you called him a kid. He's, 34. He's older than you. Pay some respect to this I man. I know. Some respect <laughs> on his name. Uh, Ovechkin for all the reasons that you said also not scared to drop gloves if he needs to also no, not scared to the lay some fuck out uh, with a hit uh, this is hockey it's not a ballet as Ovechkin would say I love Ovechkin I think he's great I think the Devils are the only people that just lock on a defenseman to him on power play <laughs> so he doesn't score from that dumbass circle. I don't know why every team doesn't do that, but like if you watch them play the Devils and they go on power play, it's literally it's just going to be Andy Green just hanging on to Ovechkin in that dumbass circle the entire time. Whatever happens in front of the net, whatever. He's they're just not letting him get that top circle girl. I don't. I I haven't. I mean, I know Gretzky's office is a thing, but we need to come up with a name with Alexander from that left circle. Yeah. Like there, there has to be a name for that because that's it's where he's clutched. Power plays. Ovechkin's ozone. Ovechkin's ozone <laughs> sounds cool. Ovi's ozone. Ovi's ozone. I like. I like it. Uh, when he when he is in that circle on power play, he's fucking deadly. And the battles between him and Crosby uh, have been such a great thing to watch. And him lifting that cup finally. Fucking finally, after all these years, yes, <laughs> and then just going full Brett Hole for an entire summer, the best shit in hockey. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> the best shit in hockey. I love Alexander Ovechkin. I'm pretty sure him and probably my number one and your number one, yeah, uh, are both already in the Hall of Fucking Awesome. But if not, they should be inducted twice. Oh God, Fucking yeah. And his Great. picture is gonna be him on the him him on the benches with that fucking blowtorch. <laughs> yes. I got to. I mean, you have. I to. gotta. My helmet got dented. I gotta fix it real quick. What the <laughs> fuck was he doing? <laughs> I love Ovi. He's the, and then he, like today he came out and he was like, "What do you what do you think about the people that were saying that you you would never win a cup? You guys never suck it." He was like, <laughs> yeah, he was just like, "We did it. Suck it." And we're also gonna probably win the president's tribute. Back in home country, we use fire to fix everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> this dude's over there building a fucking automobile on the benches. The AK-47 himself, Alexander, the Russian machine never breaks. Ovechkin is my number two with a bullet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Keegan, what is it? Let's hear it. Well, like I said... <clears throat> And for the reasons that you guys really already listed, my number two is going to be Bergeron. Yeah, for Um, sure. You know, again, everything that really needed to be hit on was hit on. He's a great team player, uh, great off ice, just a genuine human being. And um, as much as I don't want to put him up high because because of the the B, um, (laughs) you know, great player. 
He really is. I, I think the thing about Bergeron is he he remind he doesn't have the moves that Datsuk does, but as far as like his personality and the way he plays on ice, uh, and how nice he is to other players, it, it's it Mister Nice for a reason. <laughs> it and also the way he plays two way, right? So like his defensive abilities and offensive abilities remind right. me of Datsuk. It's just the difference is Datsuk also just turns into a goddamn Super Saiyan sometimes <laughs> with the puck. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like Bergy, got love, love. I, I don't like the Bruins, but I do love Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I don't know. Are we all in agreement about who number one is. Does anybody have anything different? Uh, I definitely do. Oh, oh all right. <clears throat> well, I, I actually, well, why don't you go ahead and start it then? <laughs> I actually had Ovi in my number one slot. Um, just mostly because, you know, gone are the days of, you know, oh, OV doesn't pass. You know, he's really came to came through as like a real team player and a real team leader, in my honest opinion. And, you know, it, it's just it's great to see him come along and and do exactly what he's doing. And, you know, there's just there's there's so much to honestly talk about. I mean, 460 goals and almost 800 games. It's it it is what it is, you know. He he is the the powerhouse. He is going to be one of those top players that people are going to be talking about thirty, forty years from now. I mean, yeah. how many times do we still mention Bobby Orr in a random conversation about hockey? You know, definitely, definitely a lot. I'd, uh, God, I think he's he's definitely the highest scoring Russian player to ever play ever play in the NHL for sure. And I don't think that's a record that's going to be broken anytime soon. Um, great player, absolutely great player. Love, hate that he plays for the Capitals, man. But I, I do love Alexander Ovechkin. He's and such I, a good player. I hated him. I really did. I hated him when he first jumped on the scene. I thought he was <laughs> arrogant. I thought he was just. I, I was not a fan of him, and I was so glad every time he would choke. And I was like, yeah, that's what you get, son of a bitch. But you know, <laughs> now to see him. He's matured and he's really kind of like settled down his game and he well I won't say that because he's he's still a monster but he's he's definitely grown as a player and I I respect the hell out of him now. For I, sure. I think he he's definitely for sure grown. He's been a captain for them for ten years, right? Um, and if you look at the past three years and what Ovechkin has accomplished and the way he plays, and and some of this I think may be some trades that they made. Um, and, and bringing other people in, but he's just, he's a goddamn monster. Ovechkin easily could have made number one on my list, but uh, it's a, it's a toss up. Yeah, yeah it, it really is for, I mean, spoiler alert, my number one, Sidney Crosby. I mean, you look at a player that's been more dominant in the, cause he, he came in what mid, like, like right after that lockout was him and Ovechkin came out the same year. Um, well, no, Crosby came in a little earlier. He came in '06, uh, right? So. Oh, I think he, I think he came in '05, maybe. Hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna double we'll check this, this real up. quick. Yes, I am, I am on it. So they came in the same year. So '06. Yeah, 2005 NHL draft. He debuted during the '05-'06 season, so you are right. But look at a player who has been more dominant, more just next level type of player. I hated watching freaking I hated watching him play cuz he was so good. Like if he had any other sweater on but the Penguins jersey, I'm sure I would hate that team. 
Like, if he had the Flyers jersey on, he'd probably be my favorite player of all time. But, you know, he's got a Penguins jersey on. Um, but that it doesn't take away from the fact that this kid, this, this man now, because he's 32, which he's not that much older than me. That's the scary thing. Um, God, he's just one of the greatest players to play the game. Um, God, you, you don't get... You don't get uh, compared to Wayne Gretzky by just being an average player. Like, this guy is a leader on the ice, off the ice, around the ice, adjacent to the ice. He's a leader no matter where he goes. Um, lifelong Penguin, I guarantee you, as soon as he retires, that number is getting retired. Um, His number might be retired from the entire league. Yo, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm definitely thinking that. I think he'll be the second one after Wayne Gretzky to have his number just completely retired. Because you're never you're never going to see another Sidney Crosby. You're never going to see another kid that just comes in and just lights out. Like you might see it with McDavid, but I don't know, man. I, I don't even think McDavid would be able to come close to the level of play that Sidney Crosby has. So I got nothing but respect for him, but I still hate him for being a Penguin. I, so I had to put him number one on my list just because of all the pressure that was on him as being yeah. that number one guy and being the face of the NHL for so long. What, until 2015 when Connor came in, he yeah. was the face of the league. It was Crosby. That's I I know that like you're looking at the political aspect of it versus his on on ice play. This is a man that's had like one, two, three, four, five, six 100 point seasons. Ridiculous. His sophomore year, he scored 120. He's got three fucking cups, two con smice, which means he was the fucking best in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Hard Memorial Trophy is meaning that he is the MVP. Great player. I, I, I mean, what can you say, right? Yeah. You you, know. you can't say anything. Like I mean. <laughs> It's so hard. Like, God, you're not even kidding about this this pressure thing. Like, I mean, it's nuts. He came into the league as an 18-year-old and just never looked back. And and see, the thing about Ovechkin's goals, that, that I, and I love the fact that he scored so many goals and he's chasing, um, is you got to remember there was like three seasons where Crosby was just injured. Yeah, uh, with concussion syndrome uh, from 2010-2011 uh, when the Blackhawks went, and then 2011-2012. I think he only played, well, actually three seasons. He only he didn't even play a full, like, half a season. Yeah. He played 41, 22, and 36. So <laughs> when you really look at that and you look at what Crosby has done in his career and the fact that he overcame that and how great of a player he is and and gold medals and everything that you can throw at, at Crosby's accomplishments. He also has always been a very quiet person. Yeah. Never acted out. Been a good face for the NHL. I like oh, to equate him uh, in a in a in a lot of ways. I will equate him to the John Cena of the 2000s NHL. Um, and he's also someone that will step or step up for his team. I mean, like Crosby's not going to fight anyone, but he did try to fight. <laughs> Zadino Chara one time. <laughs> the weirdest thing, too. <laughs> of all the players you want to fight, why Zadino Chara? You're just like, I'm going to take the biggest person in this league. It doesn't make any sense, but that dog will hunt if need be. He just never has. And, uh, you know, at some points in his career, he's not even been the best player on that team, but he's always the most consistent when he comes back. 
I'm sure he'll watch right back up there. Yeah. In the playoffs, and they'll be a fucking force to be reckoned with there. Always. Especially with the goaltending they have right now. But I, I think he's a well-deserved number one on the list. Yeah, absolutely. What are your thoughts on it, Keegan? Look, I'm I'm one of those guys. I'll come out and say it right away. If this was like a top ten of people who can wear a diaper and a pacifier and shake their little rattle, Crosby's my number one. All right. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. He's crybaby Crosby. He's always gonna be crybaby Crosby. Yeah, he is good. I will I will swallow my pride and admit that. The guy is a fucking monster. But you know, a good face for the league, maybe, you know, maybe because he, he avoids all that. But how many times have you seen him run to the ref over something? Oh, hey, man, you you didn't call that cross check. Come on. Really? <laughs> I just, I can't, I, I can't let it go, you know, forever well, I, in my mind. I don't n- understand how you can't let that go when Rick Nash used to dive all the time. Hey, no, no, <laughs> like, no, he did not. You watch your mouth. Diver. He's a diver. <laughs> Like every that's that's considered being good at your job. Like LeBron James, one of the best players in the NBA, does he take dives? Yes, because it gives you an advantage. You're gonna take dives. Crosby complaining about shit is what every NFL receiver does every time anything touches them. That's what like, Tom Brady does every time something bad happens to him. He's over <laughs> at the just, refs. That's well, called ref, did you not see him sis- intercept that? That's illegal. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's what I'm getting at is being con- that consistently being on your mind while you're playing the game makes you a good player in a I, lot of ways. Um, if you if you guys don't mind, I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, interrupt this for a minute. Um, my dreams have come true. New England has been knocked out of the playoffs by Tennessee. No, they fucking haven't. Get yeah, out. they fucking have. They just that's their <laughs> first home playoff loss since 2012. Oh my <laughs> god. Shit. 20 to 13. There is hope. There is hope in this universe. (laughs) Well, whatever. I still have a Hernandez jersey, so. Oh, are you? My God. (laughs) I was going to. I just remembered you're from Connecticut, and I was about to shit all over the Patriots. (laughs) Hey, listen, man. I roll with the best of them, man. I'm a New England fan for everything except hockey, so I can take it. Hey, man, oh, fair uh, enough, you know? <laughs> well, when you have as many championships as the Patriots do, you're just like, ah. <laughs> yeah, all right, we'll give somebody else a shot. We'll get it next year. <laughs> oh, man, all right, we can, we can get back to that, but that's just, that's nuts, dude. You don't ever see that. <laughs> yeah, wow. So you guys did top five goalies, and we're going a little long. Do you want me to yeah. just go? my top five goalies um, yeah we'll go through the top five goalies and your top five moments of the league and then we'll call it a show all righty uh so my top five goalies uh number five henrik lundquist i think he deserves to be there i think he's a great player uh i hate that rhino aspirin commercial he had for like two years um <laughs> yes fa- favorite uh favorite lundquist moment when henrik scored on him <laughs> in 2012 uh just, all jokes aside henrik lundquist is a great goaltender will go down as one of the best of all time easily gonna be a hall of famer and is still holding it down um yeah. when the rangers have two really good goaltenders behind him and we even talked about that a little bit uh in in chat earlier where i think they need to move one actually and get something back for it before the trade deadline but uh 
he ain't got no quit in him. He's going to be like Birder. He's just going to be there forever until someone kills him and drags him out of net, I guess. Uh, but he's still really good. My number four is Jonathan Quick. We've got Quick here, two cups. Absolutely incredible. Really great. Even in the Olympics, he's really, really good. Got him at number four. I think you could rotate him and Lundqvist. Probably. Uh, those are my four and five. My number three is Sergi Burboski. I think yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think he's a fucking great goaltender. One of the most incredible players I've seen. He makes just his saves are just goddamn ridiculous. He's one of those athletic goaltenders that just does things that your body shouldn't be able to do without amount of padding on. And this is where it got really hard. And for the love of God, I wanted to put this man number one because I do think he is the best goaltender. <laughs> especially if you look at the early part of this decade at number two, I have Carey price and I think he could easily be a number one, but I have a number two and my number one is Mark Andre Fleury because of the cups and the fact that he's been to the cups so many times and he's so consistent and he was able to do with the golden Knights what no one thought would be able to be done. He plays fucking lights out. He's the flower. He likes to play pranks. So that is my number one. So the top five is Mark Andre Fleury at number one, Kerry Price at number two, Roboski at number three, Jonathan Quick at number four, and Henry Lundquist at number five. And those are my top five goalies. And then also I said, Birder is better than all of you. Fuck off in my notes. So that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I put bro. I did. I was I was very classy about it. I did put Brodor on my list because I'm like, dude, I, I I have to. I'm one of the most legendary goalies in the NHL. You have to. Yeah, I mean, he was really good 2010, 2011, 2012. 2013 hit, he lost all his offense, aged a little bit, and the shine went all the way off. So that's why he didn't make my list. But, you know, all-time goaltender list, number yeah. one with a bullet. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. I'll give it to you. My top five moments, and I kind of want to know some of you guys' thoughts on this one, but uh, oh, my yes. number five is uh, Mr. Yager leaving Calgary, hanging up the skates, and as far as the NHL goes, because he's still fucking playing. He, he still wants to come back. He's <laughs> He still wants to go back. He's that Eric Andre meme of him outside the White House saying, let me in. So I kind of combined some of his moments, but he passed Brett Hull for all-time goals for a third, and he he's second in points of an entire career with Mark Messier. So while Ovechkin has a chance to catch Gretzky in goals, he has zero chance to catch Jocker in points or <laughs> Gretzky in points. So that just says a lot about that player. Do you guys have any fun Jogger things you want to get out there? No, just the fact that he's 50 years old and still fucking ripped his shit trying to get his way back into the NHL. I want to see it happen. <laughs> I still want to see it happen. I see that picture of him with, like, <laughs> weights on his stick. Yeah. Ankle weights and a flak vest on, just training. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, just ridiculous. It's like Batman or something. He's just not giving it up. I'm convinced that he's the actual Wolverine. Like, the character the comic was written about is actually just Yarnick Dogger. Yes. Uh, number four, I had Liz Trimmer tires. I think such is a huge deal. I think he is the greatest defenseman of all time. And, and this is coming from a Scott Stevens, Scott Niedermeyer fan. I think Listrom was the greatest defenseman of all time. That Jersey retirement celebration that they did in Detroit 
was great. The fact that he won cups going out was also great. That's what I had as number four. Number three, Capitals win their first Stanley Cup. Yes. Uh, the summer, <laughs> the summer of Ovechkin, basically, was absolutely fucking incredible. Very fun to watch, and it was great to see Ob finally lift the fucking thing after getting smoked by uh, the Penguins a bunch early in his career. Yep. Absolutely. Number three. I did number three. Number two. (laughs) The Blues go from first to last to win the Stanley Cup. This might be one of the greatest sports things of all time. Oh, yeah. It's going to go down in history for years and years (laughs) to come. Uh, And it was absolutely incredible to watch a team gather together and get there. And then, like, seeing Brett Hall being like, we fucking, we got a shot, boys. Yeah, they're just wasted out. over there in the fucking benches. And I cannot, I cannot think of the the kid's name. That was also a really great story. Their whole Stanley Cup run was just so great. The Gloria story, like the way that team came together and became the St. Louis Blues that won the cup. Yeah, is something that's going. There, someone's going to make a movie about that shit. Like, oh yeah, I'm no sure way. it's going to be a Disney movie. They're going to bring <laughs> Kurt Russell. He's going to be the coach. He's going to be Craig Berube. <laughs> yes that's hilarious i'd I'd actually pay to see that twice i would too honestly (laughs) i would pay a lot to see that (laughs) and my number one top five moment of the last decade here we go (laughs) (laughs) new jersey devils beat the new york rangers on may 25th 2012 with the greatest line of all All time i'm leaving (laughs) (laughs) It's over. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, good moment. Be, but to be fair, I made this list before <laughs> you came on the podcast. So <laughs> this wasn't just aimed directly at you. This is my favorite moment. I mean, I gave him forewarning. I'm like, he usually ends the show by saying Henry gets over. So you're gonna have to relive that memory quite a bit. So I put mine as it's my 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 big Stanley Cup one was the Flyers losing in Game Six overtime to to the Chicago Blackhawks off of uh, off of a goal by a guy we just talked about. I think it was a uh, it was either Patrick Kane or Patrick Sharp. It was one of the Patricks uh, that scored the actual goal. But I just remember looking at the TV and just sitting there in disbelief. I'm like, no, no, not over. There's no way it's over, right? It's not like that. But alas. It was over. That's beautiful. Just like this show. Yeah, just like this show. And uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it. This is a long one, so uh, but good episode, I think. Uh, good way to end out the 2010s and ring in the 2020s, I believe. I believe it's a good way to do it. Um, want to thank Geek Vibes Nations for distributing our stuff. They're a great group of guys. Again, if you like... Comic books, Star Wars, horror movies, stuff like that. I mean, you even like wrestling. Look, Chris, he does a wrestling podcast with them. It's There's something for everyone there. So we want to definitely always give a big shout out to them. Uh, you can find me at LaShock Dakota on Twitter. Again, not, not a big social media presence. I'm extremely introverted, but, you know, I'm working on it. It's, it's, it's a goal for the 2020s to not be as introverted. I'll probably fail. But you know what? There's always there's there's no harm in trying. 
Um, I'm going to toss it to you guys, give your uh, outros, and then we shall call it a night. So whoever wants to go first, just go. I guess I'll. All right. uh, <laughs> go ahead. I guess I'll take it so you can end it with your uh, your cute little <laughs> yes. nostalgia bit there. <clears throat> um, well, you know, again, you know, Chris, it's a pleasure meeting you, uh, Dakota. You know, pleasure meeting you. Thank you for having me on the show, gentlemen. Um, Not a problem. I guess uh, I guess you can go ahead. You could find me on Twitch, uh, the Bird. Uh, Xbox, you know, it's all the same thing. Lolo Keegan, L O L O underscore K E E G A N. Um, and I'm, uh, I want to say I'm a little offended that uh, Lanny McDonald didn't make either of you guys' lists. I mean, the, the photo bomb <laughs> of the century, and, and you guys just forget about it. It's okay, because that mustache is forever preserved in our Hall of Fucking Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's already in the Hall of Fucking Awesome. He doesn't he get does. to make multiple. <laughs> all righty and that's that's gonna be it for me ladies and gentlemen all right and i know you're on xbox now which means you may have an hl20 which means you may I... catch these hands at some point. boy i play for lg you don't want these hands <laughs> i want them you can find me at shaquille o'kill on xbox live <laughs> and on twitter you can give me a uh, at Chris R. Patton on Twitter and uh, Christopher.r.patton on Facebook. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I think the show came a long way. We had a great year. I hope everyone else had a great year. And we look forward to doing this shit in the future. We got the, got the All Star game coming up. We have all sorts of shit to talk about. Hell yeah, but we do. It's really sad. The show has came to an end as the decade came to the end, and we're going to roar into the 20s. And, uh, and the immortal words of one famous devil's announcer, Henrique. It's over! <laughs> <laughs>